and welcome to the movie podcast review of King Richard. My name is Shabazz, and of course, I am one of your hosts. Alongside me, I have my fellow jesters, Daniel and Anthony. How are you two jesters doing today? If I'm the king, you're my you're my clowns, if anything. Um, that's an interesting way of introducing us. That's that's is one way. There's is there is it is there could there only be one jester or is there allowed to be two jesters? Oh, there can be as many jesters as the king wants. How many do you want, Shay? Just two. Okay. This is a I'm tennis. good though. This is a tennis movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say uh, we're talking about a movie right now? Because we are. And the movie is King Richard. Anthony, how are you doing today? This is for our audience who will eventually learn about how you're doing in general. <laughs> I'm doing well. So ah, okay. it's an early morning. The build, the build up begins. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. I'm doing well. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Daniel, what about yourself? Uh, I'm doing well as uh, doing well as well. Uh, no, we're coming off a, a pretty big week of episodes and reviews and interviews, and it's not stopping yet. So uh, I'm excited. It's a fun time of the year. Really, mm-hmm. really exciting time this year. Very, very exciting. I don't like how you are saying any of that. Okay. But no, I appreciate it, though. Okay. I'm glad you appreciate it. (laughs) As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Make sure to follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Join our Discord and write into the show at hello at the movie podcast dot C.A. Because we're in Canada. That, that's people always like. What does .ca mean? .ca? What is that? Okay. <laughs> .ca. Yeah, one guy said it to me. One guy. Uh, it was Anthony. Uh, <laughs> make sure to check out. Guys, our show we have notes. a website. <laughs> check out our show notes below for all those links and more. Now, I did mention that every Monday we drop an episode. Okay, we don't miss Mondays because you know what? Like, unlike Garfield, we love Mondays here. But this okay. Monday we're off. Wait, Ma- Garfield doesn't like Mondays. Garfield doesn't like Mondays. Garfield oh. does not like Mondays. I don't no. remember that. Sorry, dude. You don't remember the one of the most famous Italian characters, Garfield, <laughs> the lover of lasagna, voiced by Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does not like Mondays, but we here love Mondays because we love that our audience can listen to us while they're driving to their jobs. It's true. Or if they're but just again, chilling at home, you know, or they're just chilling at home, or if, or if they, they don't, don't have go- jobs. Or if they don't have jobs and they're hoping that we'll hire them one day. Yeah. One day. One day we'll have some employees, right? One day we'll have employees. Yeah. Speaking of employees, I think an unofficial uh, scorekeeper of ours, Mr. Case Kirby from Texas, you know, it's his it's his birthday. And I think it is his podcast. We don't wish many people birthdays. Actually, we haven't wished anybody a birthday. Not even Anthony or myself have gotten a happy birthday. Daniel, for some reason, wishes himself a birthday every year. And uh, it's it's, it's always great. It's always great when like I'm like we're making the birthday posts and uh, I'm like I'm making it for you guys. I'm like, are you guys going to make it for me? Because I don't want to wish myself happy still birthday. Make it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but happy but, birthday, Case, man. That's yeah. awesome. Happy birthday, Case. We hope that you're living it up. Having a great time in the South of America, but he's not in South America. He's in North America. Right. Uh, yeah. But no, happy birthday, Case. Thank you again for being a supporter. And we, we love having you tweet us and always shut us out. 
Anthony, do you want anything to say or are you just going to acknowledge? Yo, thanks, Kirby. Case Kirby. <laughs> that's, that's more than Anthony's ever given. That's all you're going to get so from Case, me. That's, it's, more than, it's more than we, we've ever gotten. And he, yeah. he, he said happy birthday to him like he's James Bond. He's like, Kirby. Yeah. Case, Case Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you convert the words Anthony just said, you could actually turn that into like cash. Like that's the value it's true. of what he just said. It's, uh, I think that's like a, what are the, like the non, uh, the, it's the, the what are they called? NFT, that's what it is. I'm like, yeah. non-fungible token, yeah. It's yeah. an NFT. <laughs> maybe that's our next venture. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's our next venture. Who knows? Yes. Uh, Daniel, do you want to kick, kick us off with some announcements, please? Yeah, definitely. So like Shay said, we're going to be taking this week off, but it does not mean uh, there's not going to be episodes dropping on the movie podcast feed because already this week you're getting a King Richard review. On Monday, you're going to be getting a House of Gucci review. And then on Tuesday, you're getting two reviews from us with – our reviews of Hawkeye episodes one and two and Resident Evil. And then later in the week, we'll have our review for the Beatles get back the three part documentary series. So there is still lots to listen to on the movie podcast feed. And then we'll be back the week after that with the news. And then we're full on full steam ahead till Christmas and it's December and we'll have our commentaries and Spider-Man and matrix and there's a lot happening, so make sure you're listening to the movie podcast feed. Uh, if you want to catch up on an episode this week, if you somehow have time to listen to more of us, uh, we have some great interviews on the movie podcast feed right now. You could check out uh, one with Eternal star Liam McHugh. We just dropped our episode on Friday with Robbie Amell, the star of Resident Evil. He plays Chris Redfield. And on last week's episode, we have Will, Speck, and Josh Gordon, the creators of Mar- uh, sorry, Marvel, uh, Hulu's Marvel's Hitmonkey. Uh, so check that out i also have a review up for ghostbusters also shout out to spotify podcasts for shouting us out so we want to shout out their shout out uh we always it's always so amazing when they send us love so thank you so much if there's somebody at spotify listening to this episode right now you know where to find us hello at the podcast.ca so you know just just drop a drop a little message in the dms let's let's connect let's say let's say hello you know let's make something happen uh you can also check out our trailer reaction for spider-man no way home that's on the feed and like i said we have lots of reviews coming but not only reviews we have a lot of giveaways happening so december is going to be a big giveaway month for us so make sure you're following us on on all of our socials instagram twitter what have you there's going to be movies that we're giving away that you want to be part of so don't miss it Thank you so much for that, Daniel. Now, You're again, welcome. the movie that we're talking about today is called King Richard. This stars Will Smith in the title role, Anjanu Ellis, Sunia Sidney, Demi Singleton, Tony Goldwyn, and John Bernthal. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, John Bernthal. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, King Richard will be available in theaters November 19th, and it is directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green. Daniel, what is King Richard all about? Based on the true story that will inspire the world, Warner Brothers Pictures' King Richards follows ger- the journey of Richard Williams, an undeterred father instrumental in raising two of the most extraordinarily gifted athletes of all time, who will end up changing the sport of tennis forever. Two-time Oscar nominee Will Smith stars as Richard, under the direct direction of Ronaldo Marcus Green. Driven by a clear vision of their future and using unconventional methods, Richard has a plan that will take Venus, Sanaya Sidney, and Serena Williams, Demi Singleton, from the streets of Compton, California, to the global stage as legendary icons. 
The profoundly moving film shows the power of family, perseverance, and the unwavering belief as a means to achieve the impossible and impact the world. Thank you so much. Anthony, give us your first reactions to King Richard. Yeah, I really uh, I really like this film. It um, Any type of sport drama like that's made into – or a sport type of story that's made into a drama, into a movie – I tend to enjoy like they they can't be bad because the 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 story is so real in it and especially with uh, Venus and Serena as well as um Richard's story it's a story of adversity getting from from where they were to getting to where they are now and it's it's a fantastic journey to see and it, it's amazing to see where these characters started and where they ended up and eventually being the great tennis players that they are and understanding the father's thinking behind their whole journey getting there. I didn't know much about the earlier years of Venus and Serena and how they were not put into certain tournaments because they want the father wanted to really have them have a a normal childhood and he he he's such an interesting character cuz I didn't know if he was in it for himself or if he was in it for the family. And this is, this is actually a really eye awakening or eye opening film for me. Cause again, I, I didn't know much about the film. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It is long. Um, there are parts of this movie that could be shortened. Yes. The technical aspect, but I think the story alone really drives this film. And I think anyone who's a fan of tennis, a fan of um, the Williams sisters, is going to enjoy this. I think this, the, that, that was the word, the challenge, not the challenge, but the struggle to get in the perseverance, the struggle to, to come from Compton as, you know, two African American tennis players in a predominantly white sport and dominate it and actually change the, the game for a culture. It's, it's, it's a, it, that's a movie like it's such a that's a such a moving movie to watch so and will smith did a really good job i enjoyed his his acting of mr richards richard william williams but um yeah i thought everyone was great the the sisters uh i think her name is demi singleton who plays serena and sinaya sydney Sin- yeah plays Sin- venus venus Sinaya fantastic Sydney. fantastic <clears throat> I wish oh, there yeah. was more. The, the only problem, I, another problem I had with the story is it only focuses on the really early years of their life and it mm. doesn't really dive into any of that when they actually started dominating. You don't see any of that. You see really the early childhood and getting, mm-hmm. getting them from their, their I guess, coaches their, and growing up to, like, I would say, teenage years to getting their, their coach, Rick Macy, as um, their their prime primary coach, and it stops there. And I wish there was more. I wish I, we saw more. And I think there was a turning point in the movie. It's like, oh, this is great. We're going to see them transition to teenagers, and maybe I was hoping right. to adults and that kind of yeah. There's yeah. a definitely that 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 element is there. And I think one of the things that you bring up that's very interesting is you know sports sports movies. And I think um, WB is is one of those studios that. Always hits it out of the park, in my opinion, for sports-related movies. They always do such a great job. And I, I look back at uh, 42 with Chadwick Boseman, for example, and I think that movie was 
absolutely phenomenal as well. And they have a look to them. They have a style. They have a, a template that they follow. And I think this movie follows that template pretty well. It, it's an interesting story because it's, you know, it is about Venus and Serena in a, in a certain way, but they're really in the background. And this is about, you know, Richard Williams' unconventional methods. Because, again, I didn't know too much about Venus and Serena from their early years. I'd seen them growing up in the 90s and then in the early 2000s just dominating tennis, and it was amazing. But to see how it got to the point that it did, I, I understand what this film was trying to do. It was trying to juggle a lot of these different elements kind of together. But at the same time, what I remember hearing about as a kid was, oh, their dad, he's a little crazy. And it's it's interesting now that you kind of see behind the curtain is it crazy or is what he did make sense? That, um, mm. But yeah, Daniel, if you want to give us your first reactions as well. Yeah, I think like Anthony, I really like this movie. I think visually this movie is very beautiful. But where I'm struggling with this movie right now um, is the story that it wants to tell. Because I, I really wish that this movie was through the perspective of Venus and Serena. Because I think Venus gets a lot more of the spotlight in this movie over Serena. And... Uh, Will Smith, I think he delivers a great performance, but it just, I don't, I don't think, I think this movie struggles of whose perspective we're telling. Yes, Richard gives, has unconventional methods, and he, he was very vocal about, you know, how, you know, tennis parents should be shot and stuff like that. And we see that in the movie. He says that in the movie. But I don't, there was nothing that I really saw him do that felt unconventional other than keeping them out of tournaments if anything he was their biggest obstacle in the movie right and i think this that's where i was struggling with okay will smith i don't know if if richard is supposed to be a likable character but i'm at least supposed to root for him a little bit more because the movie is through his perspective right um and i think that this movie spends way too much time with the girl's first coach paul and literally that's like the first 90 or 100 minutes of this film is is that and then we kind of do repeat the same thing again when we get to Rick Macy, John Bernthal, who I think gives a great performance. He's a he's a huge standout in this film, and I love seeing him play, uh, or I guess cast against type because he's very different from what we normally see him in this. Especially this, just the tone of his voice, how high it is, just the way he acts. It's it's a lot more just uh, flamboyant than we're used to seeing him, and I and I really like seeing that. I like seeing that performance from him. Um, but I, I, I think I'm just struggling with uh, just how this movie was kind of portraying Venus and Serena because there's such a great performance there from uh, Sanaya Signy uh, and Demi Singleton. But I think we just spend so much time with Will Smith's character. And every time it, it just – he again, it's a great performance. But I also think it's a little just one note at some times where he's just kind of doing the same thing throughout the entirety of the movie. So I'm just like, okay, like this isn't as interesting seeing his perspective. I think it starts off really interesting. Uh, but as soon as they get Paul as their coach, I think the movie just kind of coasts for a little bit. And then when we finally get to Rick Macy, I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's go. And like Anthony said, there's that switch. We're going to see this. And then it just kind of ended afterwards. And I think back to the ending of Creed. And I and I made this – I was telling you guys this yesterday when we watched it. You know, Creed is a movie that you could go into and not know any of the rules of boxing or anything like that. And in the first Creed, spoiler alert, Adonis loses. But – you feel like he won where at the end of this movie, you see Venus play her, her, I guess her first pro match or what have you, but because she's so dominant at the beginning and then there's that weird break that they take and then uh, her opponent comes back and then she wins. 
it just you don't feel it because there's never that that moment of like oh she's they're fighting back and forth and it's like a battle that they're playing with one another it just kind of happens and then the movie ends and then it's just like oh look she they changed the world and this movie loves telling you Mm -hmm. uh you even leaned over to me shay like this movie loves telling you like spoilers for the future right like every time there was something where they're like, oh, you can't do this. It's like, yes, well, they're going to do this one day, and it's like, it's it's it keeps kind of telling you these things, where instead of letting them kind of happen naturally, and I think that's where also too where it's where it just felt a little on the nose at times for me. Again, I still think yeah. it's a great film, and sorry, I was rambling on for a lot, but there was just a, a lot of moments where I'm like, okay, let's. I think this is a lot too long, way longer than it needs to be. Let's tone this down. Let's let's just tighten up this pacing, and then we could we could have kind of more of a performance from the girls because they're just so good. And I wanted to see them struggle with it. Uh, like I said, their biggest obstacle in this movie was their father, not letting them compete. And I wish we saw more of that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, I, I was going to just agree with uh, Daniel. I think the script was, it's also the script was its obstacle because it kept repeating the same type of message over and over again. So yes, we know there was, yes. um, they they came from Compton and it was a struggle to get to this this idea of being in the pros and all that 100%. But then they they continue with that idea. But then Wilson, Mr. Richard, uh, Richard Williams, um, he would consistently tell his family that I got this plan, I got this plan. So you see that and we know that he, you know, after the second time he said it, you know that he has his plan. But he kept saying it and saying it and saying it over and over again. And it just prolonged the movie from getting to where I think as a viewer, I wanted this story to get to um, because it it's like, oh, I have this plan. We're not going to have them play tennis anymore. Okay. Then he gets another coach. Okay. Let's go to Florida. Oh, but I have this plan. They're not going to be playing tennis in the pros yet. And you're like, but I want to see the story of Serena and Venus getting to that point. I don't want to hear about the same. I got this plan. I got this plan. So that just felt like the movie repeated itself twice. Yeah. You know, and I think at the beginning really told that story of, yeah, they, that was, there was a huge struggle. And I, I, I love that idea. But then when they got to, you know, Venus destroying, it was a 62 wins, zero losses. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, continue that pace and get to the point where she's we don't need to know that we don't need to know that she didn't wasn't in the tournaments or the pro like the father was so against being in the pro like we didn't really spend so much time with that that's the problem so much time on that i get it you could tell us that yeah he was really focused on jennifer capriati and how she became a prodigy at like what 15 or 13 and then she she uh, burnt out burnt out and then she was caught doing you know drugs and yada 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 and he he felt that but like they stuck too much on that part where we lost the pacing of that um that final sequence where she does venus and i forgot the her opponent's name she was number one in the world at the time they had that match oh, from spain from yeah. spain and it was just like i wanted to see more of that that adversity yeah because she I get I get the stories about Mr. Richard, but it's not because at the end of it, it's Serena and Venus's story too. Yeah, and and I think that's that's what that's where I, I was kind of hanging with it. Sorry, Shay, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say that, that this is kind of what the film it's it's got these three acts in it, but the first two acts because they run the exact same way, 
the pacing of the film and the length of the film really tends to drag on. Now the movie comes in at two hours and 18 minutes, but it could have easily been two hours. You could have made it a solid two hours and it could have worked totally fine. Um, I, I liked Will Smith's performance, but I, I don't know if I'd put him in the conversation of best actor. And again, I, I don't know who this year I would put in the conversation of best, best actor, but as, as awesome as he was to watch, it, it didn't blow me away. It wasn't like, oh my God, like this is, this is the performance of the year. Like this is the, a performance that's going to change my mind. I think he's phenomenal in everything that he does, but I think Will Smith has done better performances. I, I look back to his performance in The Pursuit of Happiness, and I felt more emotion being carried in that film than in this one. Um, he, the, the director, the way they, he positions the, the, the front of this film to be all about Richard is great. But we came here to also see a lot more about Venus and Serena. And especially Serena gets pushed to the sideline so much that she is barely in this film. And, and I'm not sure if that's, you know, an allegory to her real life and how the fact that, you know, she was always in the shadows of Venus, if it plays out that way here too. But I wanted to see more about it. I'm also in the other camp of where I'm okay that we didn't see their rise to the top or see their later years because we've seen that on TV. This is about really how it got to that point and, and where it came from. So I'm okay with some elements of it. I really like this movie. I had a great time with it. But yes, there are still issues present. Anthony, go ahead. As of now, I just went on Variety just to see the Oscar rankings of, or we'll say predictions of 2022. Will Smith is number one for King Richard. Two is Andrew Garfield for TikTok, uh, Tick Tick Boom. Uh, three is Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of Dog. Four, Leonardo DiCaprio, Don't Look Up. And five, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy and Macbeth. So like in terms of, we'll say, critics and all that, they're predicting Will Smith is the number one contender for that best Oscar, best I actor Oscar. Uh, with the list that you just kind of gave me there, I, I yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I, I can see like, it. I mean, here, go ahead, Anthony. I, I feel like there was so much more because I didn't really feel Mr. Mr. Williams. Is it Richard Williams? You have didn't. trouble saying his name, don't you? I was going to say because I, I want to say <laughs> uh, King. Because when I hear Richard, I think it's his last name. For some reason, yeah. Because and do, his, do you want to? Because it's Will Smith and it's Richard Williams. Yeah, I yes. Get it. And his, his last name is like a first name, <laughs> so it's like he has two yeah. first name last whatever. Anyways, Mr. Williams, you just he doesn't do much in the sense of pushing these these two forward. And you're right, Daniel. They he he is their obstacle, but like the movie doesn't do a good job of really showcasing him as this amazing parent getting them to that point. You know what I'm saying? I know there are amazing yeah. parts, but like, I just didn't see it. I'm like, Oh, he just really annoyed a lot of people to get his kids yeah. into tennis. That's right. That's how it kind of came off. And and that's why I'm just like, okay, like the whole, like, Oh, it's unconventional methods, but I'm like, okay, but I feel like there was so much time of Spence showing Will Smith kind of doing the same thing over and over and over again in this movie. And we missed out on, because it does a time jump of what, three years? Is it, it does like a three or four year time jump. I'm like, damn, those are probably, those. that's probably where a lot of interesting stuff happened too. Or maybe it was just them training the whole time. But 
I just think that it's choice to focus on certain years um, and and not really give anything more to it. There's just a lot of time spent on things that I don't think really needed to be um, highlighted as much in this movie. But again, I get it. It's about their father. But when you have a movie with Venus and Serena Williams in it as kids, you want to learn about them. And I think Mm -hmm. if the film was through their perspective Mm -hmm. and you saw – um, obviously Will Smith was in it as well too. I think we would have seen him through a different lens and it would have allowed him to bring a little bit of a different flavor to it. But because we're with him so much throughout the entirety of the movie, I was like, man, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of like who this guy is right now. Like I, I'm annoyed at him now. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want to focus on, uh, on, on John Bernthal's character. And I want to know more about Venus and Serena and then their mom as well too, who has some great scenes, but, there's a scene later in the film where, you know, she's basically calling out uh, Richard for uh, f- for just who the kind of man he is and all these other mm-hmm. kids he has. I'm like, hold on a second. Why is this being introduced two hours into the movie? Mm-hmm. Like, this would have been great to see earlier because then we would have at least he would have been a little bit more of a tragic hero or flawed character we could get behind. But throughout the entirety of the movie, he's painted as this like this godlike father figure who's just they have to get great at school and they have to do great in tennis and they have to always give be humble and stuff like this and then you kind of introduce that element so late in life it would have been great to have that as a just just position earlier in the film where he could be saying all these things that they need to do it but he's not practicing what he's preaching right or he's learned from that but to introduce it so late i was just like hold on this is such a weird element to throw in here this feels like a deleted scene that did not need to be in this movie I think this movie tries to to humanize and have us sympathize with the main character in a very flawed manner that we don't end up having any regrets against him. And the that problem with that is that when you introduce a scene like you mentioned, Daniel, so late into the film, it was such a curveball because we know nothing about him all of a sudden. We're like, whoa, 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 what? Where is this coming from? It really threw us off and it made us question, okay – is the methods that he's doing, is it for his daughters or is it for him? Where is this coming from? So, yeah, again, there's this movie needed to pick a path. And the path that I wish it chose was through the lens of Serena and Venus and how they saw their dad because we get to see their struggles. Because when you have a character like Richard Williams, you're going to – in the movie, because we're watching him, and A, it's Will Smith playing him as well, they want us to like him as much as we can. So when they do that, they leave out all the shitty things he's done, and then they randomly will sprinkle it in, and it'll be like, whoa, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about him anymore. So this movie should have picked that method, but the movie that we were reviewing today, what we thought of it, how we liked it, are we good to move on to our recommendations, or do you guys want to add a little, little extra little thing on the top? A no, I spin? think we're good. A top spin? A I was going to say you, you were going to say when you said curveball. I think I think that's called a splice in a uh, splice, tennis. You yes. Know? <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. It was a, it was a 15 love. That's my apologies. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. And we we're watching the movie. Daniel and I are like, so how, how do the scores work in this film? <laughs> but here's the thing. I know the basic scores of tennis. Yeah. So like, oh, 15, 30, 40 love, yeah, whatever. But we're just but, watching it. But the, and then there's other things. Again, uh, we're not tennis pros here. Maybe Anthony knows. But like, it's I like, oh, it's like story. six to two, and then three to two. I'm just like, but okay, but maybe yeah, sets, man. maybe just just. Maybe just give us a little bit more information okay. on Go how this play works. You know? Pete Sampras, 
Okay, tennis on the Sega Genesis, <laughs> and you'll learn. I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna go we'll play know. Wii tennis. I'm gonna go play Wii tennis. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Mario tennis after this. Well, you, you didn't know, know I was and then top we'll, ranked. And we'll come together. Top ranked. No. Back in 1995, 96, top ranked. But oh, I burned yeah? out. You were Vaughn's finest day. Eh? I burned out. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> oh no. You got addicted I, to drugs. I got, <laughs> yes. No. No. Well, let's jump into our final recommendations for King Richard. Let's start off with Anthony. Anthony, what would you like to tell our audience and recommend to them for King Richard? I recommend you watch it. I think it's a it's a great story to watch. I know there are there are issues with the story, but I think overall, um, learning about uh, Venus and Serena and where they came from, I thought, yeah, this was a, a fantastic story. Great story for that. You know, going into a holiday season, usually this type of movie is what you want to see mm-hmm. um during this time of the year but yeah it's a sports documentary if, if it felt like almost like a nike produced film at times but, yeah. um just i don't know why because it just had that nostalgic early 90s mid 90s vibe and i saw a lot of nike um content in it other than that <laughs> Um, yeah, fantastic story. I think for me, the biggest standouts are the two sisters who play this, who are in this movie and the actual, you know, their, how they really wanted this for themselves and it was never pushed on them. Yeah. Daniel, what about you? What, what is your final recommendation for King Richard? Uh, for myself, I'm going to say stream it. I think it's definitely a movie that's worth your time. But, you know, just add it to your queue. When it, you you can watch this at home right now if you want on HBO Max if you're in the United States. Uh, here in Canada, when it does come to streaming or to Crave, uh, I think it's definitely something you can watch at home, not something you have to rush out to the theaters to watch. Uh, like I said, I did have issues with the perspective of the film and the pacing, but it doesn't uh, take away from, obviously, Will Smith uh, giving a great performance. It's just nice seeing Will Smith act and do these type of roles again because i feel like they're so few and far between now um and obviously of course um Sinaya Sidney and Demi Singleton as Venus and Serena I think they're phenomenal and I would have loved to see more of them and more of John Bernthal but I uh, definitely say uh added to the queue thank you so much uh for myself I'm gonna say watch it I I really really like this movie I um again we did talk a lot about the issues with the film but it's because the positives of this movie are very obvious when you watch it it's a very good um sports biopic in the sense that it really is uplifting and I, I really got interested in the in the idea behind Venus and Serena and how they grew up um I think the performances are fantastic and again this film there's something about it that just it kind of gives you this hope so I really had a good time with it Again, thank you so much for listening to our episode today on King Richard. This is our review for King Richard. And don't forget, you can catch a new episode except for this Monday coming up. This Monday, not a new episode. Not a new episode. But the Monday after that will be an older episode. We're just going to start recycling our older ones and just change the date in them a little bit. Going back think? to episode zero, we'll just re-release everything. You know, Even we'll in episode it all zero, up. we say a movie podcast, not yeah. That. We say a lot of things in that episode that probably are not yeah something it's things we should say anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's only in 2019 though. So how bad could it be? We were horrible people back then. And again, make sure to follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterbox, and write into the show at hello at the or .ca, however you pronounce it. Check out our show notes below for all those links and more. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.